So if you're here this morning and, and you saw us celebrate 29 young people, kids who put their trust in Jesus Christ, you go, Man, I wonder if, what, if my child was one of those kids. Well, if you got, when your child came home from VBS this week, if they came home with one of these that had their name on it, then it's likely that they were one of the kids that asked Jesus to come into their life and they said they wanted to begin to follow him. And listen, if your child was in VBS this week, or, or maybe if you're a parent and you're not sure where to start with, with helping your kid follow Jesus, you could pick up one of these Do You Know booklets for kids, and it's designed to be a Bible study that you can do with your child to help them begin to think about spiritual things, either for the first time or to begin to build a life of following Jesus into their life. So you can pick up one of these this morning and and uh, listen, our, our passage this morning is just what we need. It's just what we need. It's from Joshua chapter 1, and it's the, it's the call of Joshua to be strong and courageous. And so I invite you to take your Bibles and turn to Joshua chapter 1, and I'm going to read the chapter, and you follow along with me, either in your copy of the Word of God or on the screen. But listen, this is God's word to us, so let's give our attention to it. It came about, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you, just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. All the land of the Hittites, as far as the great sea, towards the setting of the sun, will be your territory." No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong. And very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you are going to cross this Jordan to go in and to possess the land in which the Lord your God is giving you to possess it. To the Reubenites and the Gadites and to the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember 
the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God gives you rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, your cattle will remain in the land which Moses gave you beyond the Jordan, but you shall cross before your brothers in battle array, all your valiant warriors, and shall help them until the Lord gives your brothers rest as he gives you. And they also possess the land which the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to your own land and possess that which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise. They answered Joshua, saying, All that you've commanded us, we will do. And whatever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things... So we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against your command and does not obey your words and all that you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. The word of the Lord. Let's spend a moment in prayer and then we'll study this passage together. Father, thank you. Thank you that you're on the move and you're in our midst and that you are faithful to your promise. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for life eternal and abundant. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming to fill and seal and for giving us the desire and the power to live as a follower of Jesus can. Oh, we praise you, Father, for the lives impacted this week. We thank you for those who served and led. And we thank you for the fruit of, of kids putting their trust in Jesus. And Lord, we pray that all the days of this generation's life, they would follow you with everything they have. Lord, raise up a generation that would follow you and make your name known to the ends of the earth so that you might return and establish the final state of things. And oh, Father, help us this morning. Thank you for dads, and, and thank you for families, and thank you for people who've joined us this morning. Would you fulfill the promise of your word this morning that by hearing your word, we might become strong and courageous. Help us understand what that means. For I pray in Jesus' name, amen. The other day, I was driving in my neighborhood, and I stopped at a, at a crosswalk to let some bicyclists go across in front of me. And the bicycle, the guy just barely pushed the pedal, and he just zoomed right across the intersection. I thought, man, that guy is strong. And then his wife zoomed across the intersection, and she didn't even pedal. And I thought, these people are amazing. I want, when I get old like that, I really, I want to be strong, be able to ride my bike so fast. And then it occurred to me what was happening. They had electric bicycles. They had electric bicycles that they didn't need to pedal. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if, if you had access to a power like the electric motor on that bicycle that could propel you through life, that could give you the desire and the power to do what you know you ought to do, but that you so many times find it hard to do. 
Wouldn't it be great as a dad to, to have fresh power every day that you wake up to love and serve your family the, know, the way you know you ought to? Wouldn't it be great in the marketplace to know a power that could help you? Wouldn't it be great when you come home at night to, to have a power that could give you the ability to love your wife at the end of the day when she really does need your help and your love? Wouldn't it be great as a mom? Wouldn't it be great as a child? Wouldn't it be great as a follower of Jesus to know that you had the desire and the power through the Holy Spirit to go through life and be strong and courageous? And that's what we're going to look at this morning. What does it mean to be strong and courageous? We're going to answer three questions. Strong and courageous. What is it? What is it? Why do we need it? And how do we get it? Strong and courageous. What does it mean to be strong? There's all sorts of strength, isn't there? There's all sorts of strength. There's physical strength. Many people think that this man, Zadrunus Savikas, is the, most strong, the strongest man ever. A lot of people think he's the strongest man physically ever. He, listen, he, he squatted 880 pounds. He deadlifted 900 pounds. He did a bench press of 629 pounds. You know what I think? Why couldn't he do 630 He's strong physically. And you know, the Bible has people who are strong physically. Samson. Samson was strong physically. So there's physical strength. And then there's, there's emotional strength. The, the ability to respond well emotionally to all the ups and all the downs of life. And we see people in the Bible who are strong emotionally. People like Job who responds to, to all the ups and downs of life in this world and, and who takes life as it is, not as they would wish it to be. Strong emotionally. And there's people who, who have strength of character. Strength of character. People like Joseph in the Bible, who when no one was watching, he did the right thing. But you know what the problem is with Samson and Job and and with Joseph, is that even though they were physically strong or, or emotionally strong or they had strength of character, they weren't perfect. Joseph struggled with pride and, and Job struggled with his friends and Samson, he struggled with a lot of things. They weren't perfect. They had strength, but they weren't perfect. So what does it mean to be strong? Is there, is there some source of strength that would enable us not only to be strong in one area of our life, but to have strength across every area of our life? And there is, if we begin to understand what it means to be strong. Because to be strong is to have God at work within us. To be strong is to have God at work within us. And in this passage that I just read, there were four times that Joshua is commanded to be strong and courageous. And I want to look at each one, and I want us to see four different ways that God is at work within us. So look at verse 6. 
God is at work within us. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Be strong. God is at work within you on the basis of promise, not performance. On the basis of grace, not on the basis of grit. God is strong and he is at work within you, not on the basis of what you do, but on the basis of what he's promised. Do you understand the promise of grace? See, the promise of grace is so much different than religion. Religion says, if you're strong, you'll perform all the duties that I command you and then I'll love you. Oh, but grace is so much different. Grace says, I'll be with you and I'll be, I'll be strong so that you can be strong. I'll be at work in you so that you can be strong. Grace is based on promise. The promise of eternal life. That's what's pictured in the land promise of the Old Testament. It's a picture that one day what was lost from the Garden of Eden will be restored. In the Garden of Eden, God took one man and one woman, Adam and Eve, the first man and the first woman whom he created, and he put them in a land, in a garden. And he said, I'm going to be with you, and I'm going to love you, and you're going to be with me, and, and together we're going to tend this beautiful creation that I've made for you. But there's only one thing. Don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for on the day that you eat of it, you'll die. And Adam and Eve chose to not believe the promise of God and chose to go their own way. They took from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and on the day they ate it, they died. They didn't die physically, but they died spiritually. They were separated from God on that day. And from that day on... Everyone who was born of man, born of woman, inherited the same sin nature that Adam and Eve had, and they were born separated from God. But in the one story of the Bible, God promised that he would provide a place. He would one day provide a place where we could be with him. And it's pictured in the land promise of his people Israel moving into this land of promise that they receive by grace. He tells them, I'm not giving you this land because you're the holiest. I'm not giving you this land because you're the biggest. I'm not giving you this land because you're the best. I'm giving you this land because I love you. And I love you because I love you. That's the promise of grace. That God doesn't love us because of our performance, but he loves us because he loves us. Be strong and courageous. God has promised to give you eternal life with him on the basis of grace, not on the basis of your works. That's good news. God has promised. Secondly, look at verse 7. Be strong and courageous. What's revealed in this verse about our strength? Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it 
to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. God says, be strong according to the pattern that I've given you. He not only gives us the promise of eternal life, he gives us the pattern of life abundant through his word. He gives us the pattern of living. And he says, if you'd like to have a successful life, you can by keeping your life according to my word. And he says, I'll give you the desire and the power to do it. The pattern of God's word is a pattern of wisdom. It's a pattern of wisdom. That's what it means to have a successful life. Not to be blessed financially, but to be blessed with wisdom. Wisdom that can only come, how? Well, verse 8 tells us, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, Then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. How do we live a strong life in wisdom? By patterning our life after what the Bible teaches in every area of your life. How does that happen? It happens when we meditate on the Word. That means that we take the Word into our minds and into our hearts, and we let it transform us, renew us. A few weeks ago, as we were studying Colossians chapter 3, I taught you that the word of Christ is to dwell in you richly. That is, that we take the gospel, the good news about Jesus, and we take it into the center of our life, the operating system of our life that the Bible calls our hearts. And we let the Bible shape us and mold us. And over time, what happens is we meditate on the Word, as we let the Word of Christ richly dwell within us. Rather than the world pressing us into its mold, our minds and our hearts are transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we might prove what the will of God is, that which is good and perfect and pleasing. So we take the word, the pattern of a strong life into the center of our life, and we let the word of God shape us and change us. So we've seen the promise. We've seen the pattern. This is maybe the best, and that's the presence, the presence. Verse 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Oh, the real secret to a strong life is knowing that God is with me every step of the way. The reason that every step that Israel took in the promised land yielded land for themselves is because God was with them in every step. What makes you different? If you're a follower of Jesus, what makes you unique is that God is with you, that Jesus is with you. Does it sound familiar to you, this promise of God's presence? Does it sound like anything in the New Testament? Isn't it what Jesus said in Matthew 28, verse 20? Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. What a promise. Do you want to be strong? you want to be courageous? Oh, think of this. You're not alone. 
Jesus Christ has promised to be with you every step of the way. How does that work? How does it work? The Bible teaches that a Christian, a person who's put their trust in Jesus Christ for salvation, as he's offered in the gospel, has the seal of the Holy Spirit in their life. That the moment you put your trust in Christ, it was because the Holy Spirit came and and gave you new life. And when the Holy Spirit came and gave you new life, what the Bible calls being born again, That moment that the Holy Spirit came in to give you new birth, he says, I'll never leave. I've moved in and I won't move out. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit. But then the Bible goes on to say that we're to be filled continually. That there is a way of living in the presence of Christ where we appropriate, that we ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Time and again, time and again, the Holy Spirit comes and gives us the desire and the power to live as a follower of Christ should. Did did you hear the promise that Catherine made earlier? By the grace of the Holy Spirit, will you seek to live as a follower of Christ should? You see, when the Holy Spirit moves in, we count on him to make Jesus real to us. Oh, when we pray to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we pray, Holy Spirit, make Jesus real to my heart. Help me to see how how dependent upon him I really am. Give me the desire and the power to follow him. Holy Spirit, form Jesus in me. Help me become more and more like my Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the presence The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit moving into the center of our life and giving us the desire and the power to follow Jesus. That's a source of strength in the Christian's life. So we have the promise, grace, not works. We have the pattern, the Word of God, the Word of Christ richly dwelling within us. We have the presence of God in our life. There's one more, and that's the people. Verse 18, very end of the the chapter. "Anyone, Anyone who rebels against your command and does not obey your words and all that you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Who's speaking here? Here, it's the people of God who are speaking. They're speaking to Joshua. And not only has God given us the the promise and the pattern and the presence. He's given us the people of God to strengthen us. When we stay connected to a biblical community, a local church, when we stay connected with God's people, we grow in strength and courage. John Wooden, who was for many years the winningest basketball coach in the history of college basketball, the, the, the famed coach at University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, John Wooden said once, Rare is the college athlete who can get the most out of his ability without a coach to push him and a team to support him. That we need the encouragement. We need the encouragement of other people in our life to push us and to support us. That's what we can find in a local church. 
We can find in a local church a group of people who will come alongside us and when we lack courage, can give us courage by encouraging us. That's what encouragement means, to give courage. When we're involved in a local church, we gain courage, we gain strength from one another. That's why it's so critical that we be involved in a local church. We say yes to being a part of a local church, just like Catherine did today. Do you want to be strong and courageous? What does it mean? To be strong means that we understand the promise of the gospel. That though we had sinned against God, God in his grace made it possible for us to be forgiven through Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ lived the life that we should have lived and died the death we deserve to die. The promise of grace is what makes us strong. The promise of grace. Have you taken that grace into your life? Have you turned from your own strength to Christ's strength? Have you received the free gift of eternal life through Christ alone? You can do it this morning. Right where you're sitting at the end of the service this morning, I'll give you the opportunity. Or come up after the service. I'd be happy to talk with you more about the promises of the gospel. That if you turn from your sin and you trust in Christ as Savior and Lord, He'll come in and forgive all your sins and and credit you with His perfect record. He'll give you the gift of eternal life. What a promise! That'll make you strong and courageous. The pattern of God's Word to, to stay connected with a local church where you can hear the Word of God week after week. Can I give you just a brief commercial of where we're going in the next few weeks? I mean, next week, next week we're going to be in Colossians chapter 3 and we're going to be studying what it means to have a gospel-centered marriage. Anyone need any help with their marriages? I mean, a friend of yours. (laughs) Hey, you come back next week. And you bring a friend with you. We're going to look to see what what it means to have a gospel-centered marriage because we want to pattern our lives after the Word of God. Take the gospel into our lives to have strong and courageous marriages. The week after that, we're going to look at what does it mean to have gospel-centered parenting. Know anybody who could use some help with their parenting? Invite them to come and and hear what the gospel has to say about parenting so that we can take the gospel and pattern our lives after the word of God. That's how we're going to be strong and courageous as parents, as dads, and as moms who are seeking to follow Jesus and pass our faith on to the next generation. The presence of God to start each day Seeking the presence of God and spending time with Him and the Word and prayer each day. To take a study that you found on the seats in the auditorium this morning and, and to start this week reading through the book of Romans together with others. You'll, you'll see it in the study. You'll see it in the study that we're going to be reading through Romans 1 through 5 this week. And it's going to be great. It's going to be the gospel day after day after day. Filling up. Filling up with the presence of Christ as he promises in the gospel. Asking each day, fill me, Holy Spirit, form Jesus in me. And then the people of God, that we would know that we have a place that we belong. 
We have a place where we can gather with other people and hear the word. And we have a place that when we lack courage, we can find courage. When we lack strength, we can find strength by grace. Maybe you're wondering, you know, he kind of explained strength a little bit. What about this courage bit? What's that all about? Well, C.S. Lewis had a great quote about courage. C.S. Lewis said that courage is not simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at the testing point. And here's what he meant. You see, at the moment when you need to love, you not only need love, you need courage to believe that if you actually love this person who's not behaving towards you very lovely, that if you love this person, even your enemy, it'll be okay. So you need love, the virtue of love, but you also need courage. Or patience. At the moment when your patience is tested, you not only need patience, you also need the courage to believe that if I entrust myself to God and I wait patiently for him, he'll give me what I need. I can trust him. I need the courage to trust him and to be patient. We need the virtue and the courage to trust the Father that he'll give us the virtue at every single step. Now, what I want for us this week, what I want for us this week is not only to know what courage is, but why we need it. Now, why did Joshua need courage? Joshua needed courage because he was 80 years old. He was 80 years old, and he was about to lead these people into this promised land that was filled with people that hated their guts. And they had big armies, and they were going to have to fight. They were going to have to trust God to fight for them. It was mission impossible. He needed, he needed God to give him strength and courage. Joshua had no hope without it. How about you? You need strength? Do you need courage? Listen, is there any area of your life where you could use some strength and courage? I mean, listen, do you find it hard to love the people you love ever? Listen, are, are you calm and no anxiety, no fear? I mean, it's no problem. The stock market goes down. It's no problem. Do you have any anxiety in your life? There's, there's war in Europe and threats of war in the Middle East. Man, it's all good. Could you use strength and courage? We need it, don't we? It's mission impossible. Are you kidding me? We're going to live for Jesus in the midst of this culture that is increasingly hostile to our faith? We're going to get through this life without strength, without courage? No way. No way. We need strength and courage just like Joshua needed strength and courage. So we've talked about what is it. We've talked about why we need it, and we all need it, right? How do we get it? How do we get it? We get it by faith through grace. We get it by grace through faith in Jesus. Listen, the point this morning is that strength and courage, living with strength and courage is as easy as ABC. It starts when we admit that we don't have any. That's the beginning. 
Do you need strength? Do you need courage? Admit that you don't have it. Admit the bad news of the gospel that you don't have any strength and courage in yourself. But then move from admitting the bad news to believing the good news. Believing that there is strength and courage available to you on the basis of God's promise. Patterned in God's word that tells you the gospel given by his very presence. The Holy Spirit in your life amongst the people of God. Believe. Believe the gospel. Believe in Jesus that he's your strength. He's your courage. And then commit. Commit your life to Him. Commit your life to going His way. It really is as simple as ABC. There's strength and courage available to you. So what I want for you this week is to be strong and courageous. Dads, be strong and courageous for your kids. But listen, don't hear this. Some of you are here and you're hearing the voice of Dave. Be strong and courageous. Don't hear the, the voice of Dave saying, be strong and courageous. And if you don't, don't hear my voice. What I'm praying, dads, what I'm praying for you is that you would hear the voice of Jesus. And you know what he would say to you? Do you know what he would whisper in your ear? I am strong and I am courageous. For you. Oh, dads, moms, young people, hear the voice of Jesus. Hear him say, I am strong. I am courageous for you. You know what the problem is with Samson's and, and Joseph's and Job's and Joshua's? There's just not many of them, and they're not perfect, but Jesus is. You know, the only person who was ever strong and ever courageous perfectly was Jesus. And he was strong and he was courageous for you. You know how you're going to be strong and courageous? By letting Jesus be strong and courageous for you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul writes to a church that's strong. He writes to a church that's courageous. And he tells them, cheer up, you're a lot worse than you think. Consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many, there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong and the base things of the world and the despised. God has chosen the things that are not so that they may nullify the things that are so that no man may boast before God. But by his doing, you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption so that just as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. You want to be strong and courageous? There's no other power for strength and courage apart from Jesus Christ. Take the first step and admit your weakness. 
Stop living in the terrible twos. Not the, not the terrible twos of I'm too weak, I'm too, I'm too young, I'm too old, I'm, I'm too shy. No, the real terrible twos. I'm too good. I'm too strong. I'm too cocky. When you give up those terrible twos and you're willing to admit your weakness, then Jesus can be strong. When you admit that on the inside you're just a big fat chicken and afraid to tell people about Jesus, then Jesus can give you courage. He'll have you right where he wants you. Let him be your strength. Let him be your courage. Listen, a little boy was afraid to walk down a dark street at night. Some adult friends of his got together and they said, well, let us help you. So the first guy gave him a, a rabbit's foot. He said, oh, carry this rabbit's foot in your pockets. You won't be afraid to walk by that scary house in the middle of the night. And the next person said, oh, well, you, you, just, you, just need to, you just need to have a little bit of light to lighten your path. And so I'll put in a, a light along your path so that you can walk past that dark, that dark spooky house at night. Neither one of those options helped. The boy was still afraid. But then one of the men in his life came to him and said, you know what I'll do for you that'll make it possible for you to not be afraid? You know what I'll do for you? I'll walk with you. And that's what Jesus Christ has done. God has come in the flesh. And he says, I'll go with you. I'll walk with you through every stage and step of life. I'll walk with you in the joys and in the sorrows. I'll be with you. Be strong and courageous. Let's pray. Jesus, Jesus, thank you that you're our strength. Jesus, thank you that you're our courage. Lord, I pray that we could hear your voice say, I am strong and courageous. The Lord, there is no other power for living a strong and courageous life apart from you. If you're here this morning and, and you've been trying to live a strong and courageous life on your own, apart from Jesus' help, if you're trusting in yourself that you're good enough to, to earn salvation, would you give it up? Would you turn from, from that false gospel and trust in Jesus, the true gospel? Would you receive Christ? Just say to him now, Jesus I admit to you that I've sinned against you in many ways, and I'm sorry. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead. Come into my life as Savior and Lord. And help me become the person you want me to be. And Jesus, oh, how we need you. We need your Holy Spirit. Send your Holy Spirit. Fill your church that we could be strong and courageous. 
And Lord, may you receive the praise and the honor and the glory as the strong and courageous one. We pray in your name.